Hello everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and this is You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. On this week's episode, we are going to be talking about the lovely soloist, Sunmi, which I'm very excited about. Um, but first, before we get into that, Katie, what did you do this week in K-Pop? Well, several things. Not really, not a lot of things. Um, I just kept receiving a lot of packages in the mail. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I got the Stray Kids limited version from Target that came. Um, it was great. I got a Felix photo card, which has been rare for me lately. So Mm -hmm. I was very excited. Um, I also got the like digi packs and Target did me dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Eight members. Let's just send her the same person twice. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. fine. I mean, whatever. Um, but I did order two other ones. So I now have Lino, Chambin, and two Hans. And am I going to return one of them? Absolutely not. I opened it because I wanted to see what the photo cards were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look. There was never a time where I was going to return it. I don't. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I also, so I went out to, this is like a side note. I went out to lunch with my friend, with one of my old coworkers on Friday. And when I was going to go home, I was like, no, the too much traffic. I need to go to the bathroom first. So I went to Target. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to the Target in Anaheim Hills, which I don't, obviously I don't go there often. Right. Um, but I was like, I was like, bathroom, K-pop, because Avi. Yeah. Gotta they check. were so stocked. Oh, okay. On stuff. And they had four of the 17 carat versions. Wow. That is shocking. Yeah. And they also still had like the digi packs for stray kids. And they had tons of the limited version album. Um, That's awesome. They had only Hyunjin. I didn't. I didn't get it because I still have two more coming, and I was already taking a risk by just ordering Lino and Chambin straight out without knowing what the other two were. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't get it, but I did take a risk and buy two of the four carrot versions that were left, and I got Joshua and Jonghan. Nice. Yeah, I was really surprised. I was worried I was going to end up with, like, a duplicate again. Um, Mm -hmm. I already have duplicate Dinos. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Um, But I did get another S-Coops photo card, and I practically died in the car. (laughs) Yay! That's awesome. So I was very happy. Um, So I have those. And then I got my Wavy albums in the mail, finally. Um. Turns out, like I was telling you, but off pod, that Stray Kids is not the only one who was going with like the paper photo book with the two stapled spine <laughs> because mm-hmm. the sta- the one of the wavy albums is like that. But it's like there's so many pages that like the staple is hold it's like holding on for dear life in there. But at least for that, they put all of the inclusions into an envelope, so. There's no risk of the inclusions getting damaged mm. or lost or stolen. Actually, they could still get stolen because they could just steal the whole envelope. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but my CD was just like loose rolling around in the album. So I'm surprised I didn't lose that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, it's fine. Um, also had a shock moment when Weavers shipped a package for once. Oh, wow. I have like three, I had like three pending shipments on Weavers that I've had for like months. Wow. Okay. Yeah. For a really long time. And I like impulse bought the, they were doing these like tour stop um, guitar picks for, for uh, uh, Sugar's tour. And so I bought the LA one, but I really liked this one. Yeah. That's pretty. Um, It's like flowers and it's supposed to be a charm for a necklace. (laughs) Did they provide the necklace? No. No. <laughs> why why would they do that? So that came. Am I still waiting for my fan kit for uh, 17 and BTS? Yeah. Will it ever come? We'll see. Maybe <laughs> when they have to renew my subscription <laughs> for the next membership. Maybe it'll Damn. shift at some point. I'm just saying, like... I know. I bought them months ago. <laughs> That's wild. Um, But yeah, that... And then I was scrolling on TikTok. I don't know if I told you about this, but I found this, like, person that makes window things, decals. And, like... No. They, like... They're little ghosts. <laughs> they're little ghosties. And you stick them on your window, and it's, like... Um, when the sun comes through it, it creates like rainbows. It's almost like oh. a prism, but they're K-pop ones that also glow in the dark. And so I bought three of them and they have oh. light sticks. Adorable. Yeah. So I got Astro and 17. They're really cute. And like they glow in the dark. Oh, I also got Stray Kids. So they have like the little light stick. So mm-hmm. I just need to find where to put them. Obviously on my window, but like which one? I was gonna say, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. I bought these a while ago. They're from the TikTok shop. The person that made these is, oh my god, K-pop greetings. Nice. So if anybody wants to check them out, they're real cute. Um. I think I was like the first person to comment on their post, and I was like, "These are so cute!" I bought four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they loved it. They did. They did. Um, but yeah, what about you? What did you do t- this week? Um, you mean other than lose my damn mind over Red Velvet doing the Killing Voice? <laughs> oh my god! I that's saved. I haven't watched it yet. I did listen to their album though, and damn. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, I put in my notes, Red Velvet brought K-pop industry to their knees, a.k.a. Killing Boy. <laughs> Only because it's true. Um, their vocals live is, like, almost better than mm-hmm. the album. Like, better than the recording. So much so because, like, there was a couple of songs that they performed that I hadn't heard before because they did a couple of like their more popular B-sides. Mm. Um, and I've heard of like Kingdom Come, uh, One of the Seven Nights or whatever it is. Um, 
I've heard of some of those, but there was some like, oh boy, that I had not heard. And when Wendy was just coming out singing, I was like, good Lord, brought me to my knees. Um, but then I listened to the actual like album version and I was like, her vocals are so toned down, like not, not in a bad way, just like they're more to the background. Whereas obviously in Killing Voice, she's like belting the shit. <laughs> oh my God. She's like, I will not be contained. I will not be contained. Um, so yeah, it's, it's incredible how well Red Velvet sounds live. So I was losing my absolute mind. They did all the classics. It's like 40 minutes long. Apparently it's the longest killing voice that has been done so far. And they just sang it straight. Like apparently the, they performed 40 minutes worth, but I think they cut it down to 33. Oh. So I think they actually did more than what was actually shown. Rude. They should have left yeah. it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it, that was fantastic. And then Wendy went to promote on Limujin's service, the show where like he sits down with an artist and they sing like just completely raw vocals of like different songs that they like. And then they promote their song. Well, yeah, again, Wendy, <laughs> Wendy decided to, um, she performed I Have Nothing by Whitney Houston. <laughs> when I tell you, he's just sitting there next to her like, <laughs> he's like, I quit. I quit. He literally was like, he's like, you have a talent in singing that I literally cannot, like you have skills that I've never been able to like do or try or he's like you hit this note in a specific way and she's like yeah just like this and she just does it and he's like yeah i can't do that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was great it was a really great interview and wendy just looked like she was having the time of her life so i've been very just saturated with uh their performances and uh, the dance challenges and everything in relation to that. So moving on into this week in K-pop, Sistar19 has confirmed that they will be making a comeback after 11 years, which is a huge deal. Wow. Um, very excited to hear that. Uh, sadly, Red Velvet's Irene was allegedly injured in a chaotic airport mob incident. So basically they were flying to Thailand for performance and when they got to the airport there was there was just nothing like no security or like very minimal security and the fans were just like bopping her around like, i i saw wendy carry like the girls were carrying her yeah because they were just she just kept getting like bumped left right and center and then there was like a video showing where she was practically like limping away which is crazy um sm do a better job. <laughs> Do a better job. It's happened for many of their groups. SM groups always get mobbed so bad. Everyone needs the one dude from NCT 127 from that one video where that girl ran and he just like clotheslined her. Yeah. Like, well, and a- apparently like um, insane. KQ Entertainment does a pretty good job with, with ATs, I've heard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just, there, there are... It is possible. <laughs> what we need is like when Taman arrived back at the airport and there was literally no one there. 
Yeah. That's actually what we need. Yeah, we it, it, exactly. People should not be going to the airport is what ideally should be happening. Um, it sees Leah made a little like update announcement to her health status. She basically announced that she was still going to remain on her hiatus for her mental health and that she would not be participating in the upcoming, uh, I think, album and concerts. I think they had a couple of concerts Mm. scheduled, so she will not be participating. But she left us a really lovely uh, lyric video for a song called Blossom, and it was beautiful. And we are very much rooting for her to uh, keep up with her mental health and come back when she's ready. Um, so yeah, uh, idols, Soyeon, Espa's Winter, and Ives' Liz came together for a collab single. It was rumored that it was supposed to be Young and Karina. Like it was officially, not officially, but like, uh, a somewhat re- well-respected news outlet reported that and it was not the case <laughs> and people were kind of like irritated, but I'm kind of glad that it's this lineup because I think it's a more interesting mix of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really liked the song. Nobody. I, I, I do think they weren't able to film at the same time because all of their shots are solo or separate, which was unfortunate. It was kind of hoping to see maybe like the girls interact, but it's cool. It's cool. Uh, it was a good song. Good collaboration. The 2023 MMA Mellon music awards, uh, has announced the third lineup. I haven't, I don't know if I missed the second and first, but I just saw that the third lineup was Espa, Ive, New Jeans, Stacy, and Kiss of Life. And I'm stoked Kiss of Life is God, It's like a ladies' party. Jeez. <laughs> exactly. Um, very exciting. Very exciting. I've been obsessed with Kiss of Life this month as well. So, um, Dean is returning to the music scene with a new single. It actually came out yesterday as a recording, so the 18th. Uh, hope you all checked it out and enjoyed that. Dream Note are currently preparing hard to make their comeback. Uh, good luck to them. Stray Kids released the full music video for Megaverse. How did you like it? I didn't watch it yet. So. You haven't watched it yet? Oh. I'm, I haven't either. But <laughs> I'm scared, so I haven't gotcha. watched it yet. <laughs> Fair enough. We're waiting for a proper time. Yes. Uh, Baby Monster's debut single is called Batter Up. I will be very curious to see what that's all about. But Lovely's Yu Suzhen announces a project group with American singer-songwriter Silo. I was going to say, I think it's Silo. Silo, yeah. Seventeen's Dino is releasing his first mixtape called Wait. That's going to be exciting. Uh, we acted, all acted super surprised. Oh my god, wow, we had oh. no idea. Gotcha, did he <laughs> announce it? You know who, you know who announced it? The, the Scoops? No, oh. no, 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 it was the, the, uh, PD from the show that they were on. Oh. Youth Over Flowers? Yes, 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 Because yes. they were, like, had him on a, they were doing a live stream with him, and he mm-hmm. was, like, they were, like, talking about the new album, right? God of mm. music and everything and that coming out. And then he was like, oh, but what about Dino's mixtape? <laughs> and the look on their face were like, 
bro. <laughs> and then the panicked look on his face. I felt so bad for. Yeah. For he was him. probably freaking. He was like, oh my God, what did I just do? And then he was looking at like, Wanu, like, help me. <laughs> it was really sad. It was so funny though. But yeah, shocker, guys. 17th Dito is having his first mixtape, but I saw his um, concept pictures. It's gonna be, it's gonna be amazing. Awesome. Well, it's news to me, so I guess (laughs) I guess that's helpful. Uh, (laughs) Ban Yadam is releasing his first mini album, Only One. I think I saw the thumbnail. I think it was like recommended to me on YouTube. Yeah, probably. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, Girls' Day members reunite at Sojin's wedding uh, to actor Lee Donna. Uh, I saw the photo of them. They're it was so really cute. cute. They're just like crying. They're all like making was, crying faces. It was adorable. <laughs> Stray Kids won their first ever music award on Music Core. When when you sent me that video, I was like, they haven't won no a show yet. Like, but just on that show, right? It was that show. They've never yeah. won in the entire time that they've ever like had comebacks and released albums they've never won on that show before and wow. like the thing that got me is when they won they uh the show gave them a cake because so it was sweet. like their first win ever on the mm-hmm. show and so they're holding the cake and all crouched or like all huddled around the cake while chan is standing off to the side staring at them and i was like sobbing i was like here we go again with chan (laughs) being happy because the kids are happy and that's all that matters to him and he does that all the time and i was like can you please i'm not emotionally stable for this (laughs) it's very sweet Mm -hmm. uh the new 80s album will include unit and solo songs and trust us no one is ready (laughs) Um, did you want to talk a little bit about these? Yeah. So on the album, people were starting to suspect that they were unit songs or solo songs because of who participated in the creation of the songs. Mm. Um, I think only one for sure has been fully confirmed, but they did release an instrumental um, like preview of all of the songs on the album. I haven't listened to it yet, but the song Matt's which is apparently the what what's it called the 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 name that's used for Hongjun and Xianghua like that's their couple name oh, whatever gotcha. whatever it's yeah, called yeah, yeah. Matt's but it's supposed to it, it contains explosive chemistry between Hongjun and Xianghua and I'm not emotionally prepared for that yeah, no kidding. Um, and then the song It's You expresses fascinating emotions between three members. So it's going to be Yoseng, San, and Wu Young together. Okay. Um, and then there's a song called Youth, which Mingi and Yuno led the lyrics and the composition for the song. So um, don't know if it's going to be just them doing it. Right. Like... So none of these 100% have been confirmed. The only one that's been officially confirmed is We Know, which is there's literally a picture of Mingi and Jungo on it. And I was like, mm-hmm. Jesus, we won't survive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but apparently uh, Jungo has a solo song called Everything, and it's a delicately depicts his mournful feelings. And I was like, oh, so we're going to be crying. 
Got it. Perfect. Just, I'm just, excited for that. Just needed to pre- just needed to make sure I was prepared. Oh, I read it and I was like, oh, so tears, tears is what we're going <laughs> for. Um, but that's all I know for sure right now. We know for sure is definitely going to be a unit song. Um, but I think they're gonna release the rest of the like concept photos, like because they don't do it on the weekend normally. So, right, Monday come Monday will be traumatized again in a different way (laughs) perfect all right well if you're looking for more content from us we are on patreon and offering a one dollar subscription level uh for more details on what is included please visit patreon.com and search you can't stop me loving k-pop we also have that same tier available on spotify for podcasters where you can listen to it through whatever stream thing you listen to i can't remember words but there's a link for everything in our show notes and in our social media bios so please go check that out uh okay once again we are going to talk about the soloist sunmi and i've talked about sunmi for quite a while i actually she was one of the soloists that i got into back in like 2018 when i first got into k-pop so i've enjoyed sunmi for a while other than me mentioning Sunmi, though, I don't know how much you know about her. Um, I've listened to some of her songs before. Okay. Not at all because you talk about her all the time. <laughs> um, but I really didn't know that much about her. Like, I've just seen her around. Right. Right, right, right. She's definitely around and about the K-pop industry in general. Mm-hmm. So let's get to know some about Sunmi a bit more. Um, she was born on May 2nd, 1992. So she is a couple of months older than me. <laughs> Nuna. I don't, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Um, Sunmi revealed on a 2018 episode of Takmon that she first decided to become a celebrity when she was 12 after her father was admitted to hospital due to complications of pulmonary tuberculosis. She was inspired by Boa, who debuted at the age of 13, and it was for her the, quote, fastest way to make money in order to take care of her mother and her two younger brothers. Um, she went to Seoul to audition and became a JYP entertainment trainee at 14. And uh, unfortunately, her father passed away three months before her debut in Wonder Girls, which was obviously very upsetting for her. Um, but yeah, that was basically her inspiration into getting into music. In terms of her actual musical style, Sunmi is known in the K-pop industry to have created her own musical style called Sunmi Pop. It maintains K-pop's core influences such as pop, disco, rock, uh, traditional Korean music, plus retro and city pop elements mixed with Sunmi's own defined music identity. The main characteristic of Sunmi Pop is defined by the emotions that the songs convey and provoke in the listener. According to Sunmi, there's always a slightly sad emotion that permeates uh, my music, no matter how excitingly I sing the song. And it's energetic and happy, but with a sense of sadness. Sunmi pop songs feature upbeat dance rhythms with lyrics marked by metaphors and double meanings that slightly conceal a sense of cynicism. So yeah, you'll probably notice that she has like a very particular sound. Mm -hmm. Um, She doesn't 
deviate too much from it, but she also here and there likes to experiment and try new things. Uh, but Sunmi debuted in 2007 as a member of the girl group Wonder Girls uh, and left the group in 2010 to pursue her studies. So like literally in the middle of them being a group, she just kind of dipped, took a hiatus, focused on going to school and that kind of thing. Um, the group debuted with the single Irony on February 10th, 2010, and quickly rose to stardom with their hits Tell Me, So Not, and Nobody within two years of debuting. And then Sunmi participated with the group in American Activities, touring alongside the Jonas Brothers under the nickname Mimi. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, so... So because they they became super popular in their first two years, JYP was like, this is it. We need to hit the American market and put and basically shoved them over America. (laughs) Oh, my. Which was really unfortunate because it was kind of traumatizing for them because they were just like shoved into a country. They, you know, didn't really speak the language that well. Um, It obviously like they just had to like then start promoting in America and they didn't know the industry very well. It just overall was not a great experience and it actually hurt the group. Like they lost popularity in Korea because they were too busy in America opening for Jonas Brothers. I just, I'm shook that they're like, Oh, you're going to America. Bye. But also you're going to tour with the Joe bros at like, peak their popularity right yeah so nobody was really popular and actually i think i believe made it onto the billboard top 200 at some level so i mean i think that that's why they maybe thought like oh maybe we can capitalize on this and get them into the uh american music market which jyp so very much so very badly wants to crack um but it's also a lot of where she learned how to speak English pretty fluently. So that's interesting, I guess. Um, but after she took her three-year hiatus, um, she came back in August 2013, uh, announced that she came back to uh, her music career debuting as a solo artist. Sunmi made her debut of 24 hours on August 22nd on Mnet's M Countdown and subsequently achieved an all-kill on music charts. The song marks the very first project in 13 years that JYP went all in on since uh, Park Jun's coming of age ceremony. He wrote, composed the song while also overseeing the dance, the music video, and the choreography. The song is described as a hard-hitting pop track enhanced with the tango-inspired section. So I went over to our buddy Songtel to see... (laughs) Yes, <laughs> what they had to say about what the song means. And they said, 24 hours expresses the intense desire and longing for more time to spend with a loved one. The lyrics convey the idea that even though the day consists of 24 hours, it is not enough to fully satisfy the emotional and physical connection between the singer and their partner, <laughs> which yeah. I think you can very easily get from the video. Uh, but what did you think of 24 hours? Um, I didn't really have a whole lot to say. Um, the lyrics were very much expressing a bit going into the obsession realm, which was a little terrifying. Um, 
but it's like because it was like 24 hours isn't enough and i'm like but it is though but it is it's okay Um, it's i think it's definitely embodying that like that crazy feeling that you have at the beginning of a relationship where you just like you literally can't get enough of the person and it's like the day ending when they have to leave is like the saddest but i mean obviously you can then see them again tomorrow but yeah it's just that crazy feeling of like i need to be with you like all the time so yeah you're right definitely a bordering a bit obsessive (laughs) yeah um i thought it was really good for her debut as a soloist like obviously she was already incredibly talented and been in the industry for a while before she debuted as a soloist but if you listen to her as part of wonder girls and then this song you can see how much she's matured in such a short period of time uh, I mean, it's Definitely. really not short because it's like six years or something, but. She was at least like going from 14 to 20. So yeah. definitely she's growing. Gr- she like, I grown. That's what the song yeah, is. She's, like, exactly. Grown. She's like, I'm grown now. Um, I had never seen this full music video before. Okay. I've seen clips of it many, many times because it's like a very iconic song within K-pop. Um, and like the choreo, like the. I don't know, the movement of the choreo and the chorus is very iconic. Uh, But yeah, this was my first time actually watching the whole thing all the way through. And I was like, whoa, this is more intense than I thought it was. (laughs) When you said that the choreography was overseen or like directed by JYP. Mm -hmm. Is it bad where you're just like, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Like, not in a, no. in a bad way, maybe in a bad way. I don't know. But, like... <laughs> no, I totally understand. He has a very specific, like, style of choreography. And I don't know if yes. it's, like, worse now than it was then. Because, like, I'm pretty sure he choreographs his own stuff. I'm sure he For does. himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying not to be mean. <laughs> Um, but it's just like it's a very specific flavor, right? Of dancing, right, right. Um, and so you're like, oh, he he helped choreograph this, and I'm like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I'm so sorry. She looked beautiful though. Like her short hair was was on point. Like, yeah, the way she was flipping it around was was like, very cool. There's at one point through this where I basically just call out how I wish I had as much flexibility in my hips as she does. Oh my god. Because <laughs> watching her dance, I was like, my 37-year-old grandma hips hurt just watching. I need to get out of the house more or something. I don't <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just a I was I literally didn't move from the couch yesterday like the whole day so maybe that's part of it (laughs) well speaking of not being able to get out of the house uh her next (laughs) debut ep (laughs) full moon (laughs) was released on february 17th 2014 along with the promotional single of the same name the song marks jyp entertainment and brave entertainment's first collaboration as mentioned in the first verse of the song quote the first collaboration of jyp and brave sound here we come sunmi 
which to me was the cringiest fucking thing ever. I literally commented on it. I said, what the fuck was that introduction? Carl. I I low-key hate it when producers do that. It's just a personal ick of mine. I'm I'm sure people love it. And like sometimes it can be ironic like sometimes it can be funny in an ironic way it has, in this way it was cringe it has <laughs> it has dj callan energy yes you like you know how like, he screams his name in every song yeah yeah, yeah. it has uh, that kind of energy brave brothers definitely gives off that energy for sure it does make sense just given the time period that this came out 2014 <laughs> Yeah, it's just yeah, because Brave Brave Brothers were like they were popping in terms of doing songs for a bunch of girl groups and soloists and stuff. So it just made sense that this happened. That's so bad. Um, so cringe. And it does it does sound like a Brave Sound song for sure. Oh, not in yeah. not a bad way. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do yeah. like obviously some of the music he's put out. I just don't like him. Uh, the Korea Herald said that the song delivers a fresh sound, gladly moving away from the typical musical style found on many recent JYP releases. <laughs> that was like a that was a backhanded compliment. A backhanded compliment <laughs> with a side of do you need some burn ointment with that? Jesus. I literally read that and I was like, ooh. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment. That's like a thank you question mark. Like Thank like, you. yeah, they're like, clearly this person is not a fan of the recent JYP releases. Um, but the groovy bass, uh, brass, sorry, the groovy brass and guitar riffs alongside sensual drum beats blend in well with Sunmi's husky vocals. The hypnotic repetition of the chorus is addictive and adds to the seductive mood of the song. So we watched the full moon music video. And the reason why I made that transition earlier is because uh, we got a guy trapped in a house. <laughs> he is he has been bitten by clearly vampire Sunmi, and he is turning, right? Mm-hmm. So, what did you think of Full Moon? <laughs> First of all, perhaps we need to have a conversation about how. Um, if you go, if you want to go with like a scary concept and you want to title your song Full Moon, I was like, why are there vampires when there should be werewolves? That was my first thing. Um, Maybe a full moon linked to Twilight? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Um <laughs> Also, trigger warning would have been nice about how she was just going to attack him and scare the living shit out of me. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been nice. Um, Loved it, though, because I was like, what's happening? I was like, is she a vampire? That she was just like, Bleh! And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, And then I was totally ripped out of whatever moment they were supposed to be putting us in with this music video by that whole, like, introduction thing. And I was like, well, that was... A, a choice. Killer? It was a choice. <laughs> um, it definitely was. I loved the choreography that they did with like her sitting on the couch with the two other dancers. Love that. Um, also love that they sort of like they stuck with the really either bright white or they went with like the different tones of gray to make the certain option like 
elements of red really pop, like her lipstick. Um, when she was in the in the attic or whatever, she was very like they didn't even look like she had any makeup on to make her look sort of like uh sickly in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also where I commented on wishing I had that much hip flexibility because she went down like, and then was like rotating her hips in ways, and I was just like, my leg hurts. Um. My knees would be cracking. <laughs> as looked at, it was just like, like, it, yeah. And then I would be stuck at that position forever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Get it, girl. Maybe I should go yeah. to the gym. I don't. <laughs> Maybe that's what it means. Um, I mean, to be fair, we're not dancers. So no. I feel like anyone who's not a dancer no. and under 30 yeah. makes sense. I was like, my knees hurt already just thinking about it. Um, love the feature on this song, Alina. Incredible. Like, mm-hmm. she came in hard with her rapping skills. She was incredible. Loved it. Um, honestly, just felt bad for the guy the whole time because he was clearly going through it and, like, no one seemed to care. <laughs> and I felt really bad. And then he turned into a vampire and I was like, he's probably fine now. But, like, he was literally going through it. It was, like, some silent transition business. But also didn't mm-hmm. know that he was trans- Transitioning into a vampire the whole time. Just thought he was like having cold sweats, a bad dream kind of deal. Um, He's turning. But yeah, yeah. I, I've seen that actor in many dramas. So at first I didn't recognize him. And then when I got like full. Who is he? Full on shots. Uh, have you seen Forecasting Love and Weather? Yeah. He was the the boyfriend who cheated and then married the other girl. Of course he was. Yeah. Never I've mind. He can just sweat it out in the. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Just leave him He's there. He's played some good roles, too. They I've just knew seen... that he was going to be a cheating lion jerk <laughs> in that drama that was many in years in the future. They just knew. It was um, just weird. He, he looked so young, and I was like, whoa. That's crazy. I'm, I'm like 99% sure that that's him. Oh, I forgot to comment on the song. It was good. <laughs> so yeah. It's tough. No, the song the song was good, but I I like you had I was very focused on the video. I I feel like in these the sessions or whatever, I always focus really hard on just what's happening in the video and I'm like, "Oh yeah, song. That was the point of the video was there was like a song." Um K-pop's very visual and a lot of times if you've only seen a a video once, to me that's also what I focus on. Yeah. Like that's why I rewatch videos over and over again because sometimes I just don't even hear the song the first time. Yeah. Uh, all right. In 2015, Sunmi was announced to be resuming promotions with the Wonder Girls. The group returned with a band concept with Sunmi playing the bass. In August, the group's album Reboot was released with Sunmi co-writing and co-producing three of its tracks. In 2016, Sunmi once again received songwriting and producing credits for a Wonder Girls release, this time for two songs present on the band's single album, Why So Lonely, including the title track of the same name. In 2017, she left JYP and joined Make Us Entertainment, now known as Abyss Company. In August, she released her single, Gashina, produced by Teddy Park of the Black Label. The song debuted at number two on the Guyon Digital Chart before topping the chart the following week and was named the third best K-pop song of 2017 by Billboard. 
So what does Gushina mean? Well, it's a double entendre. Gushina refers to both thorns on a flower and a farewell statement made to the departed, both of which are embodied with Sonmi's perfectly executed choreography with her flower hands and gun fingers. So the story that's kind of going on in the music video is the protagonist is hurt by her partner's coldness towards her and feels her heart burning out. She decides to move forward and forget him despite the pain. She wonders why he left her so easily after making a promise to go together, but realizes that he is the one who lost and she is the one who won. So some lyrics I really, really liked were your cold eyes, they kill me. The fire in your heart that used to grow, why are there only ashes remaining? Maybe time is medicine, but I'm getting weaker. The sad pain is getting numb too. Fine, I'll forget you. I'm gonna live like a flower. I'll be myself. Can't nobody stop me now. No, try me. Everyone wants my scent, but only you don't. Only you don't know like a fool. Are you sure you're not crazy? <laughs> I just love that line. Like, are you sure you're not crazy? I think I think you're the idiot. <laughs> like, how could you not want me? I'm... I mean, everyone else seems to want me. I mean, she's I think, not wrong, but <laughs> I think you're the weirdo <laughs> girl. <laughs> so what did you think of Gushina? Um, well, like at the very beginning of the video, right? She just like suddenly glances to the side and then like we never know what she sees. She's just like, I'm like, it's supposed to be him leaving. Okay. I was like, girl, what did you see? Question mark. <laughs> Yeah, so she's, like, looking out, and the, then the car leaves, okay. and it's supposed to indicate, like, he just dipped. Oh, what a dick. Left yeah. her with the bill, probably. What a dick. Probably. Um, but also, I was totally ripped out by, like, why did she crawl over the table? <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> I was like, she's literally alone in this diner. There's tons of room around her, but she just, like, I think it has to, it plays into, like, Because, you know, like, she keeps saying over and over again, like, have you gone crazy? Right? Like, talking Mm -hmm. about him. But are we sure it's him? Yeah. (laughs) Like. Well, I think, too, like, uh, there there was an article that I read that had a way more in-depth kind of analysis. And that was too hard to to take stuff from. Yeah. But uh, she, basically, they, like. They said it's almost like she's putting on like a mask or like pretending to be pretty and cute the way that she thinks she should be. Okay. And then once he leaves, she's kind of like, well, screw that. Like, I'll just do what I want. So at the beginning, she's sipping the milkshake with a straw very prettily, like oh, very yeah, yeah. in a presentable way. And then after he leaves, she crawls over the table, grabs his, and then just chugs it straight out of the, the cup. Yeah. Right? So it's supposed to kind of indicate she's like dropping the facade a bit yeah so i think that's why but when you're watching it you're like girl you, t- you could have taken a single step around the table yeah i think i think part of it is also like it's a bit of projecting too right because she's like are you crazy like how could you leave me i'm like the most beautiful whatever right and i'm like but are you are are you sure you're not the one? <laughs> um, but I did put that this is legit a great breakup song. Like listening mm-hmm. to it and everything, um, reading through the lyrics as it goes, and that is what it's about. So 
again, spot on with my analysis. Um, <laughs> but I really did what she was like, have you gone crazy? And I was like, while well, she acts kind of crazy. <laughs> so I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, and this is obviously a very iconic song in K-pop. Mm-hmm. Like you've probably seen the dance before, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Or you've maybe heard this song before. I've definitely seen the dance before, for sure. Yeah. A lot of people covered this. It was just one of those like iconic songs of the year. I almost included a performance from her and Taemin. They did like a collab song. Oh, where they, I've seen they that. They performed this and Move. Yeah. I've seen it. Um, okay, also, perfect. thank God you didn't put that on there because I probably would have died. Yeah, that's why I didn't. I was like, I'm not going to. I'd have to like text her a trigger warning for <laughs> There was a clip of that in the guide. And I've actually seen that oh. performance before. Nice. Well, there you go. Because I think it was like on a music show or it was it was something that they did it for. It was iconic. It was very good. So funny enough, this was the first video I'd ever seen of hers. Mm. Um, and I just remember watching it being like, this is crazy. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Which to me just makes complete sense. Uh so Sunmi returned with a single titled Heroine on January 18th, 2018, following the success of her third solo release, Gashina, which articulated a cynical attitude in the aftermath of the breakup. Sunmi conceptualized Heroine as a prequel narrative to it. She drew inspiration from the Adrian Lin film, right? Adrian Lin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Film. Uh, nine and a half weeks from 1986, expressing a show must go on sentiment as the protagonist deals with a turbulent relationship. Um, I highlighted some lyrics that someone kind of interpreted. So there's a little bit of an explanation within the lines. Um, so the song starts in a drama only for us. The real hero was you, baby, as always the way you do like a splendid hero, do what you want. So splendid hero is being a sarcastic way to address a selfish person. And she isn't saying leave since that's what you want. She's saying leave like a person that always puts themselves first. Go ahead and do it again. Damn. Um, Do whatever you want, even if you're mean and you make me sad. You need to be yourself, even if it hurts me. And it is a sad ending. She isn't saying be yourself even if it means you'll have to hurt me. She's saying you'll be yourself without regards for my feelings because you care about yourself more. Which I'm like, dang. Like when you read it, you're like savage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my favorite lyric was, why did you give me wings and want me to fall? Mm. Like basically, why did you give me the tools to, to rise up when you only wanted like my downfall? Basically. And I was like, love that. Uh, But what did you think of heroin? Um, Dang. She had a lot to say in this song. That's for sure. Um, But she started this song out with like a very like sultry voice opening. And I was like, girl, please. Mm -hmm. It was very good. Like her voice was phenomenal in this song. Um loved the transition between the blue dress when she goes through the curtains and then closes it and she's in a completely different outfit and i was like yeah the transitions were very on point for this yeah whoever did the editing for this video on point like they did a really great job and whoever like blocked it too 
Because they had to get her in exactly the same position every single time they shot it. So phenomenal job to them. Um, the outfits of this entire video are incredible. Um, the choreography was done very, very well for this one as well. Um, but damn, like who hurt you? Just, just wondering. Um, I know cause her, her music is sad, but it's like, it's, it's like you described like her style of music because the song doesn't sound sad at all. Mm-hmm. Like if anything, like, the title kind of gives you like misleads you in a in mm-hmm. a sense cuz you think it's going to be like some sort of like super powerful. powerful kind of thing but mostly she's singing like more in a sarcastic way of like questioning everything that her partner had done to her mm-hmm. because that person's clearly like the most selfish person even though they were like, she was putting it out, like, the show must go on, like, putting it all out there, and, you know, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, it's very much the, the show must go on as in, like, the show is about you, clearly, mm-hmm. and the show must go on that you, like, you'll have to break up with me because it's good for you because you are the protagonist and I'm... You know, like I'm just here along sh- along for the show, essentially, but like mm-hmm. in a sarcastic way, not in a like, like oh I'm sacrificing this for you. No. It's like oh no no no, like this is about you. Clearly, go ahead, go. Ahead. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like the line that you said you really like, like why did you give me, why did you give me wings and then uh and want me to fall. Because to a certain point, lifting her up made him look good until it no longer did. Mm-hmm. That's probably what it is, is a lot exactly. of times, like, people who are very selfish and self-centered in a relationship will continue to, will lift the person up to a certain point because it makes them look good and it's in their best interest until it's not. Because... Mm-hmm. The last thing they want is to lift someone up so high that they start stealing their own spotlight. Exactly. So that's exactly. kind of what it is. Like they lifted them up to a certain point and then we're going to watch them fall because that's what was best for them. I agree. Gross. I, I really like I t- <laughs> very a, much. What a bad person. Uh, I really like the song. It just has like a very grand feel to it. Mm-hmm. And uh Sunmi studied musical theater in university, so I feel like this definitely draws on a lot of that interest. And it's very theatrical. There's uh, a lot of color, a lot of just dramatic. She's dramatic in general. What I know, <laughs> shocking. I love it. All right. On September fourth, Sunmi released her second EP titled "Warning," along with the lead single "Siren." Siren received an all-kill on six local music charts. Warning was named the third best K-pop album of 2018 by Billboard and Bravo. I don't know how Bravo got involved in this. (laughs) 2018 was a different time, my friend. I guess so. Uh, Sirens are... Oh, this is a quote from some of me. Sirens are used for warnings, and I was also inspired by sirens in mythology. They are known as 
beautiful but frightening presences that lure sailors in with their beautiful voices and drag them down to the bottom of the ocean. The mermaids that appeared in Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides were also sirens. I think I'll be able to take that unique concept and express it well. The reason sirens stuck out to me is that they're what are used they're what are used in the most dangerous of situations. <laughs> As a cop car is whirling behind me. (laughs) Dangerous situation. What? (laughs) The irony of there being a siren while we're talking about siren. Love it. We love it. It's all right. Less editing for me to do. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, (laughs) And the origin of the word siren is that mermaid figure. The song itself has an ambiguous meaning, so I wanted to use that word. Um. So some lyrics I highlighted were, just let go, don't even hesitate a little, just let go, you know that it'll hurt you. The beautiful me of your fantasies doesn't exist. Can't you see that, boy? I don't know. I really like that because it's like, again, I feel like it kind of plays on that theme of I'm this beautiful creature, but like, that's all that you see me as. But I'm also going to kind of use that a little bit as a weapon. Because that doesn't exist. Like, that fantasy doesn't even really exist. Yes. Um, also, I th- I believe this song was also supposed to be a Wonder Girl song. But because the group had switched to a band concept, they were like, oh, this won't really sound good as a band song. Mm-hmm. Like, it won't sound good as a band performing it. So they scrapped it. Um, but good for her, because then she got to use it for her own thing. <laughs> uh, but what did you think of the Siren music video? So I I think the lyrics perfectly fit in with what the concept, like what it means to be a siren, right? Because sirens aren't actually supposed to be beautiful. It's mm-hmm. a fantasy, right? Because mm-hmm. it's the way that they thrive is by luring sailors with their voice and what they what the voice does to that person so that they can kill them (laughs) Mm -hmm. literally what it is so when her lyrics are like the beautiful me of your fantasies doesn't exist so like the version that they keep in their mind is not the reality Mm -hmm. um so that's that's really good, like really well done with like the lyrics and the meaning and like pulling in what an actual siren is. Um, I loved her hair color in this mm-hmm. um, when she was crawling out of the bathtub that straight up creeped the crap out of me. So I was like, OK, scared <laughs> now. Um, <laughs> I didn't know, like, I wasn't sure what if we were like going siren as in like the sirens under the ocean mermaid thing. Mm. Or not. Um, but I was really confused on why she was a washing machine mermaid. <laughs> because she was supposed to be a siren at one point, right? Like, by how, like, she was, like, her makeup and, like, everything when she was under the water. But she's, like, literally on top of a washing machine. Like, I'm thinking, one, it's just quirky. But two, like, she's opening up the door, like, to all these different rooms yeah. in the house. And maybe that's just like the laundry room, but like she's underwater. Maybe like why why is she going around in a bathtub? True. You know what I mean? It's just True. I think it's connected to water. 
I, and that's the connection. Possibly. I think it's also like, because she keeps opening doors on different versions of herself, right? Mm-hmm. Which is probably different versions of who people she thought people she, were. people oh, believe yeah, yeah. her to be, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. she's always in like a different outfit and a different style of room and different stuff like that. Yes. And she always looks different. So mm-hmm. maybe it's that. Um, for me, like I was picking up like from the lyrics i was like it's like she's trying to convince herself to stay away is what it sounded like because there's like the real version of herself right where the where she's in the sweater mm-hmm. and then there's like is that the right song is this the right song there's definitely like this is the video where she's coming up against di- many different versions of herself yeah, for sure but there's like one that's supposed to be like the real her Right? Is that the her right. in the sweater? I believe so. There's too because... many videos where there's like multiple versions of herself. Right. Which, yeah, I think it clearly this one. is a theme that she yeah. relates to. I think it's yeah. this one because, like, because the if... other one that happens to is Stranger, where it's like a Frankenstein. Okay. Okay. Of her. So yeah, it is yeah. this one. She's like in a sweater, and that's supposed to be like the real her. But then there's these like really well done, like made up versions of herself. Where she's, like, in these gorgeous outfits and different stuff like that. And it's almost seeming like she's trying to convince herself, like, you don't have to be these other people. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to be them. Right. You can just be yourself kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's really into the whole, like, conflicting themes in there. So that could be on the right track. I don't know. Definitely. In the midst of her tour... Uh, on March 4th, 2019, Sunmi released a single titled Noir. Noir is a dance, pop, and EDM track about inevitable end of a relationship similar to a noir film narrative. In the clip, Sunmi portrays our generation's addiction to social media validation and likes symbolized by the tiny heart-shaped candies she keeps consuming. Uh, she ke- she starts participating in various viral online challenges to garner more internet fame and fakes trips to exotic destinations for likes and popularity. Soon her actions escalate with each challenge getting darker than the last until she be- begins to physically cause harm to herself, but seems unable to stop hashtags like hashtag no filter and hashtag follow me make appearances all through all through uh but other than the comments on her social media posts she is alone depicting the crushing loneliness and desperation of the quote real world that pushes people to social media it was included in rolling stone india's list of 10 best k-pop music videos of 2019 so what did you think of noir um (laughs) my first thought was like the birthday cake's on fire (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot of things on fire she's lighting all kinds of shit on fire in this video um but i did like get the whole like it's like the dark side or behind the scenes of social media and the constant need mm-hmm. to be perfect on one side but then it just keeps escalating like how far is too far right right because there was right, right, right. clearly moments where she was going to die yeah or just moments where it was like why did you do that to yourself? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like the hair caught in the fan. Yeah. I was just like, 
why <laughs> yeah or like the cactus about to fall on her and she's just like right <laughs> gotta take a quick pick as it's coming down <laughs> yeah um and then like the last one before like the end end of the video it was like her being wet and then holding a live wire and then like mm-hmm. taking a pick or whatever but I literally was rolling at the end when she comes out and her car is literally on fire and she just like turns around and like takes a photo. <laughs> like takes a yeah, selfie. Yeah, because you, cause you think it's done, right? Like we zoom out to seeing her on a set. Yeah. And then she like, her manager puts a jacket around her. She's clearly changed out of her clothes from set, is walking out and then her car's just on fire. Click. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. I was like, this is so good. But it was a really well done song. Um, I mean, there is that obsession with, you know, subscribe, like, and follow. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. And people will do insane things for likes and views and to get people to subscribe. So this yeah. definitely calls out that kind of behavior. And just how lonely it actually is. Yeah. Well, that was in the middle of her tour. After completing her tour, she then released her single Le La Le, or La La Le, sorry, uh, on August 27th, 2019. Billboard describes the song as a Latin pop and dance hall elements with traditional Korean sounds, incorporating the traditional Korean horn instrument known as Te Pionso. I hope I pronounced everything correctly. So I watched a video kind of breaking down this music video by DKDK TV. Um, so my info on this video comes from that. Uh, the word, I put world, I put, I meant word. <laughs> the word, narari, which is the word that the, the title of the song, uh, refers to a person who thinks that they're cool by like drinking, smoking, partying, like basically like a, a party girl kind of a thing um it's not very easily translated and it can be derogatory but not always uh so in the song sunmi says i'm a naughty girl but i'm not a narare or narari i i can't it's it's pronounced slightly different the way that dkd dk dk tv said it Mm -hmm. but um uh, but most of her song is basically just saying, I don't care what's being said about me. I'm just going to go on and do my own thing without of care. Um, but bas- basically saying, like, I'm not as bad as, like, you make me out to be. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, I'm not perfect, but I'm not, I'm not like, you know, going out and doing drugs. I'm not going out and doing things. Yeah, yeah. Um, she also uses butterflies a lot in the music video, which is a reference to the first part of the word, nara, which means to fly. Um, and in the beginning of her music video, she even comes out of her suitcase like a butterfly coming out of a cocoon. Um, I also feel like the chorus where she just says la 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 le uh, is kind of like her drowning out what people say the way a kid does where they're just like la 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 I can't hear you yeah <laughs> that's my personal take on that um but what did you think of la la le um loved her hair her blonde shorter hair in this one 
um, when she comes out of the suitcase or whatever, I was like, oh my God, she's wearing socks. Because through most of her videos, she's not wearing shoes. She's just barefoot. She's like barefoot <laughs> in many of her music videos. I don't know if that's like a personal preference because some people just don't like like wearing she shoes. She may just dance better in shoes or without shoes. Yeah. But I was like, oh my God, she's wearing sockies. I don't I don't <laughs> know why that just I didn't even notice that. There you go. I don't know why I noticed that immediately. Um I loved her ridiculous choreography at the like house party. Yeah. thing that was going on and like i like how we got a clip of a little bit of like the behind the scenes of her trying to do that like nothing is more hilarious than trying to watch a professional dancer dance badly on purpose mm-hmm. because it's like really <laughs> difficult <laughs> yeah it's like when somebody tells you to walk and swing your arms which yeah. you do naturally and it's always opposite hand and foot but when somebody tells you to do it all of a sudden, you're same hand, same foot when you're walking, and you're just like, <laughs> you're like, how do I do this? How do I function as like a normal person? Like, <laughs> like it's it's one of those things where it's just like the more she tries to dance badly, like the more she mm-hmm. can't. So it was just really funny, um, but also like she felt ridiculous doing it, which I thought was really funny. Um, but it worked perfectly because it's like. It's trying to show, like, this is how people see me, but this isn't really what's going on mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, I was dying when she came out in that dress that had those ridiculously huge 1980s puff sleeves. I was like, what is this outfit? <laughs> I mean, and it's a crime that she actually looked really good in it. Like, She looked great in a lot of her stuff. Uh Sorry, another siren. <laughs> we passed that song we're up, already. We're done with siren. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> they're like, run it one more time. <laughs> like, we gotta talk. Keep talking about it. No, no more warnings. I believe this was the first song that I was like actually there for. As in, like, it came out and I watched it when it came out. Oh, it was like your first um, official comeback kind of thing. I believe so. It was. I'm. I'm almost certain it was. Okay. Um, and I loved it. I loved it when it came out. I listened to the song all the time, so I just adore this song. I love the butterfly imagery. I love her like insanely intense ponytails and like the choreo that they kind of do with it, like the way the dancers like you know like like they grab the hair and have that attitude. <laughs> oh my God, the way like cause she had the two super high pigtails. With the puff sleeves, I was like, yeah. do you remember the scene from Never Been Kissed when she, like, put on her first dress? And, like... Yes. Obviously, like, that scene was very mean because they, like, threw eggs right. at her or whatever. But that's literally the outfit, like, it reminded me of. Obviously, the one that something was wearing was better, but... Yeah. <laughs> and she looked she looked real good in it. She looked amazing. Uh, but, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it makes sense given she, like, has such a fondness for retro music mm-hmm. And so I think that makes sense that her clothing would kind of bleed into that. Next, we have her single Porapi Bam, which was released on June 29th. Sunmi revealed that she was originally working on another song, but because these days people feel down and heavy hearted, she wanted to make something that could help them feel refreshed rather than something deep. So this was like smack dab in COVID. Yeah. 
I know because it it came out like, I think like June June 2020. So um you talked yeah, about yeah, this I forgot. song a lot. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've I've mentioned this song before. That's super weird. That's the uh, only reason I know how to pronounce this song is because you would talk you've talked about it for weeks. You were like, I "Oh, also, what did you do I in also, your K-pop thing?" Oh, I listened to Bora Pipa. <laughs> I also like knew how to spell it without even looking. I was like, "Bora pipa, got it." <laughs> <laughs> I got it. No, no worries. Um, in fact, I talked about this song in our uh, what is it? K-pop songs with color in the title. Yeah, you did. You've talked about it this and year too. I did. Yes, because uh, <laughs> it means purple. So I, yeah, purple. So night. I won't go too deep into the meaning. You're fine. But, You're fine. Keep going. Yeah. But if but listen to those episodes where I talk more about it. Uh, the song title, which is a romanticization of the Korean words for purple-hued night, was chosen because the violet-colored colored sky made her feel an undeni- what? undefinable sense of joy. I can't read. Let me start that over. <laughs> the song title, which is a romanization of the Korean words for purple-hued night, was chosen because the violet-covered colored sky made her feel an undefinable sense of love and joy but also because she thought that the color purple best described her when describing the song she said that uh she wanted to sonically express those feelings which gives you butterflies in your stomach when a breeze cools you down on a summer day at sunset after a hot day and you were looking up at the sky at a at a cafe terrace so that is a very, very specific. specific feeling and moment. So had you even had you heard of this? Like like heard the song, not heard of it, but heard the song. I don't think I've actually I feel like you might have played the song for me before. Okay. But I don't think okay. I've never seen the video before. Um Okay. What did you think? Imagine you hate it. <laughs> this is the worst song she's ever done. I'm just kidding. Um, I picked up on how the song is like, I felt like the song was interesting because there's a certain part in the video where she's laying on the bed, but she's like singing to a mirror. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's more like she's singing to herself, but also someone else at the same time, right? Because there's, like, that moment where she goes, like, she's with a um, somebody else. with She's, like, with a guy out and about in the world, right? At different moments throughout the video. And then when she's about to kiss him, it comes back to, like, there being the wind, like, the mirror is broken. Mm-hmm. Right? But then it's, like, her almost kissing the broken mirror. So I thought that was really interesting. Also, this one had a very vintagey film concept feel to it, specifically to the video, because it literally looked like she was kind of more replaying memories of being with someone throughout a specific period of time mm-hmm. is kind of what it felt like, because it had a very filmy like concept to it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there was a part where she was literally wearing a Teletubby head, and I started laughing. <laughs> yes same um i was just kidding i was also is this the one where she like wakes up in the bed on the beach with the water yes that this one yes i was just like uh-huh. huh <laughs> but all right <laughs> um 
I do find it interesting that she says that she feels like purple is the best color that kind of describes her because purple is a combination of multiple different colors together Mm -hmm. to make one to make the color. So I thought that was interesting because it's like purple is like blue and red right together mostly. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, obviously, I do, too. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I thought this was the hit song you hated the most. <laughs> Just me doing the finger heart to you as I... Okay. On August 12th, she and JYP released the duet, When We Disco, and I put, ha, ha, ha. Almost made you watch this, but I decided not to torture you. Is it the video you so took this is, out? This is the video I took out. Okay. Because I was going to put it because I I kind of like hate listening to this song. <laughs> oh my God. As in, it's cringe, but it's the kind of like, this is JYP's music in general. Like his own personal solo music. Yeah. Sometimes it slaps. Given the right situation, sometimes it slaps and it's funny. <laughs> And then sometimes if you look, if you start to look at it analytically, you're like, ew. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. So I put it in the playlist thinking, oh, it'll be a, it'll be a big old laugh, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And then I sat down to watch it and, and then I was like, never mind. I don't even want to watch this. I'm not going to make her watch this. Thank you. But it was funny. Like it was it was funny to have a little bit of a, a laugh. Uh, anyway, Sunmi released her new single uh, album, Tail, on February 23rd, 2021. Musically, Tail is a dance and city pop song, which conveys her instinctive feelings regarding love, similar to how, quote, animals use their tail to express their emotions. Sunmi also revealed that her choreography was made by Janelle Ginestra, mm-hmm. who has previously worked with Beyonce, she explained, I was thinking about which choreographer would or could express the song Tail and was watching videos when I learned that she had worked with Irene and Solgi. I also wanted an animal-like feel for Tail, so I contacted her and asked. I think a lot of I think a lot of refreshing new movements were created. And I would agree. Yes. Um but what did you think of Tail? <laughs> um, and had you seen this? I, I, I don't I've, know, like... I think you had me watch a live performance, because there's that part where she's literally standing on her dancer's thighs, right? And then jumps onto them, right? Isn't that this yes, video? That is that video. So the st- I was looking for the Studio Choom. The Studio Choom must have been taken down, because only the full-focused version is up. Oh, which is such a bummer. bummer. I was looking. Um, the full focused I almost included just so you could see the choreo, but I don't know. I wanted to put other things in. So. I think Studio Tomb goes through this thing where they're like, oh my God, it's too sexy. Because they yeah. did that to somebody else too, where they like took down the one of the videos and we're like, what is wrong with you? But I'm like, they kept the full focused, which also shows her jumping on his thighs and I still don't know how she does that without stabbing him with her heel, but, you know. A lot of practice. 
A lot of practice. You're right. Um, so I put um, starting out strong with the leather. Was here mm-hmm. for it. Um, I also love that red again is being the most vibrant color in this mm-hmm. because a lot of it, like some of the video is in black and white and then, or it's like the color sort of drained out except for like her lipstick or like different elements of red. Um, also very Sin City vibes. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sin City. Yeah. Um, also it was clear she was going for a Selena Kyle Catwoman thing going on because when she was like laying, when she like looked out the window and she was like laying in the alleyway with all the cats and I was like, Catwoman what? Yep. Direct reference. <laughs> um, I really liked how they did the choreography for this because the part where she's like the where they did the tail choreography with the dancer's legs was incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, because they positioned her and the camera so perfectly that you couldn't even see the rest of the people. Yeah, just the legs. Just the legs. And it was done so perfectly. Um, also liked that she was using her leg as a tail a lot of the time, too, throughout the song, especially, like, right at the end. Um, mm-hmm. I will say that this is probably one of my favorite of her songs, for sure. I also really, really like the music video for this one. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I yeah, obsessed with this when it came out. Could not stop watching everything related to it. Mm-hmm. To be honest, um, some people found it to be like too ex- like some of the choreo to be too extreme. And like, sure, if you highlight just a single movement, you're like, yeah, what's what's this crazy lady doing? Scratching at the air, throwing her head around. But I actually really love the commitment that Sunmi puts into it. Like she does not feel embarrassed mm-hmm. to like go full out and fully embrace the concept, and I love it because it it works. Mm-hmm. It it just completely works. Um, and she she just kills it in every outfit that she has in this. Uh, it's just a fully con- fully embodied concept. All right. Sunmi then released her 30p 1 6th on August 6, 2021. It was a great birthday that year. Just for this. <laughs> <laughs> it was so nice of her to remember that it was your birthday so that her album could be released exactly on that day. It really was. Thanks, Sunmi. Uh, with the lead single, You Can't Sit With Us. The song is a synthwave inspired song characterized by a distinct 80s dance pop style with powerful synth. The song features a fast beat, addictive chorus, Sunmi's breathy vocals, and aside from demonstrating her abilities as a vocalist, the singer is also seen exercising her rap skills. I don't know about that, but <laughs> people, if you know, you know. Uh, its title was taken from the line in the 2004 film Mean Girls. Uh, the track summarizes the frustration and anger one experiences when they're at a crossroads with their lover. So the video was inspired by the 2000s generation. Uh, Sunmi revealed uh, that to film the zombie apocalypse scenes, she had to receive training from the stunt director behind the Netflix series Kingdom and the movie Train to Busan. Damn. And yeah. In a behind the scenes clip, Sunmi also revealed that Marilyn Monroe inspired the choreography for the track. So the little part, I'm assuming, where she like kind of kicks up the skirt, like she does like the little hip movement. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's what it is. Um, so what did you think 
of You Can't Sit With Us. I've actually seen this video before. Yes. I think I'd, I I most likely was like, you got to watch this. Yeah. You were like, <laughs> oh, she likes zombies. So. Um, exactly. But it was clear we were going for an early 2000s, late 90s thing going on. Um, I was like, oh, my God, she killed her ex when he was like standing there with like the forgive me sign. And then she just like murders him. <laughs> Chucks the flower plant. I know. I was like, he's dead. <laughs> Um, I did, I did enjoy her, her, her rapping that she did. Well, you got a point, point <laughs> her, her, you know, quotes with around it, rapping. Um, and I was like, oh my God, zombies. Cause I totally forgot what this video, like, I forgot about this. It's been, a, it's been a minute with the zombies in it. Right. And I totally forgot all about that. And then I loved all the guns. Love that she had a pink one. I was like, of course she did. Um, and then the choreography that they did for just like literally her against the entire horde of zombies, I was here for because it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, she's such a badass. But the thing that that got me <laughs> that got me so hard in this is that there were clearly movies in that video store that did not exist when video stores existed, and that just killed me. <laughs> <laughs> yes because because video stores like obviously this is formed in 2021 when there's like literally a singular blockbuster that exists in the whole planet right right i don't know if video stores or rental stores like this exist in other countries right like in korea or something but in the united states we don't have them right not really like i think not, not anymore no um I think there's, like, some independent ones that still exist here and there, especially now that Netflix is taking away their, like, took away their, um, like, DVD rental option. Um, I only know this because there's a video store that's near my friend's house because he was adamant on still being able to rent DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But anyways, it just took me out because I saw, like, Zodiac and, like, something else. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, those those, v- those DVDs didn't exist when Blockbuster was a thing. They probably just had, like, they were like, quick, someone find a large stock of DVDs we could put out. Yeah. But I love it that she got help with the choreography from the person who, like, did all the stunt scenes for... Mm-hmm. Um, for Kingdom and Train to Busan, like that's insane. Yeah, because uh, it looked really good. It was done so well, and like I'm sure she went through a, quite a bit of training to be able to do the stunts that she did. Like the stunt fight choreography is really difficult because you have to be able to do it well enough to one where it looks good, and also so you don't hurt yourself or other people. So exactly, like I was like, what a badass! That's shit. Just- just the line I put. Um, but I also really like this song. It's a lot of just, it's clear like 2000s. Like it hits real hard into the early aughts um, pop music, which I like. So it was definitely in the that huge heart of retro sound that K pop was going through at yeah. the time. And I loved it. It was Same. great. Uh, so I think around this time, Sunmi was on a variety show where she, I think it was this time or it was a little bit before she was talking on a variety show about how she had been, uh, diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. (sighs) That's rough. Which is, 
a huge deal. Um, one for her to talk about it publicly mm-hmm. was a huge deal, and for her to just be so open about it and open about her struggles. Um, but this was the reason why she wrote her song Borderline, which was a B-side on this album. Um, I believe she actually performed it on tour before, and it wasn't even supposed to be released, but I think people liked it so much. It's beautiful. That so. she put it she put it on the album as a B-side. Um, she said, when I started making Borderline, I was quite afraid to reveal my injury from the past because all the words in the song are true and honest feelings of mine. I realized that many people, not just me, were struggling with this feeling and I still don't know how to deal with the remains, but I'm fine now and it because you gave me the courage to express everything honestly. So this was a quote she had written to her fans. Um, so I included a special video that she posted of her dancing to this song. Uh, it's a little bit different sounding for her music, a little more like, I feel like pop rock sound to it or alternative. I forget what they said, Mm -hmm. but what did you think of Borderline? So I commend her massively on being able to continue on with like, like, uh, with her diagnosis and like, obviously like she said that she's gotten, you know, treatment, the right kind of treatment and is on the right type of medication, because I don't know if a lot of people know what borderline personality disorder is or BPD. Like this one is a very difficult because it's a really volatile on both on, on both the person and the person around them, because, they make a lot of really like a person who has borderline personality disorder has a tendency to make really like quick thinking decisions without actually thinking about them that are both harmful to themselves and also to the people around them. Like they'll spend massive amounts of money on things that they shouldn't make quick and fast decisions that are really bad for both them and the people around them. They also have a really hard time struggling it within relationships right? Because they attach themselves into a relationship that they feel is the best for them, but they hold on even when it's not. And mm-hmm. it's it's really, really bad. So I'm really glad that she won because people go through a long time without getting diagnosed, um, but that she was able to and that she got the right treatment for it um, because personality disorders are, are they're a struggle like really hard for them. And they're person. really tricky. Mm-hmm. And they're so and like this in particular is so stigmatized even here. Yes. So in Korea, I can't even imagine how difficult this diagnosis was probably to come across. I think one it was probably a relief for her to know uh-huh. that there was a name to how she was feeling or how she was acting because I'm sure that because of like of her BPD that she's made a lot of choices in her life that weren't the best um, mm-hmm. and that she regrets hurting some people around her, which I think she kind of talks about in that clip that we saw in the um, in the the guide. So mm-hmm. like, I'm sure it was a relief to know that like what was going on with her, like that there's something there's a name for it. 
and that there is a proper treatment for her to go through. Now, obviously, like, the treatments are always very different because it depends on the type of person, right? And, like, who they are and how they respond to that kind of treatment. And then also that she was out put on the right kind of medication to help her. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, one, I bet that was very a huge relief for her. But also, like, it's hard because, like we said, like, mental health issues are still very stigmatized in Korea and also here like things are a bit in the like in the US and the West like it's a bit more like people are a bit more accepting and open about it because we talk about it so much more whereas there it's still like this is a private matter you don't talk about it or it's one of those like you'll get over it like it'll be fine yeah it doesn't exist it doesn't exist which is awful um so for her to be so open about it i'm sure that was terrifying for her but mm-hmm. important right yeah because very and i think oh go ahead um it's just an important step in probably in becoming um okay with who she is and with her diagnosis right so it's it's a big deal for her to be able to openly speak about it probably in her attempt in working in healing um, and coming to terms with the type of person that she is so that she can move forward and not have it be a hindrance for who she wants to continue to be, how she wants to grow and who she wants people to see, like Mm -hmm. how she wants people to see her in the world because who, what her diagnosis is does not define her. It's just an aspect of who she is now. And it's how she, like moves forward which is why her note to her fans is very sweet because it's they gave her the courage to be open and honest of like this is who i am this is a part of me and it's not something to be shameful about so exactly and it can help other people yes also not feel ashamed and Mm -hmm. also understand their struggles exactly and that they're not alone exactly um, I have a degree in psychology, just so people don't think I'm just like talking out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I have a master's degree in psychology, but um, Katie just randomly knows a lot about this. No, <laughs> I mean I kind of do because there's like I have a personal connection to that, not me personally, but somebody I know. So, right. Um, but as far as like the song and the video is concerned, I love that she used more of her like sultry, like. She used a different style of singing for this, I feel mm-hmm. like. So I really like when she does that, singing with her, that voice that she has. Um, love the simplicity of the video because it's stuck with very black and white because that's just especially like it makes it feel so much more powerful. Also, mm-hmm. she's very her and the two dancers are very much in the shadows for most of it. So you don't really see them like mm-hmm. you capture their movements and glimpses of their faces and stuff like that but really they're mostly in the shadows uh, but it really lets you focus really hard on her and the movements of the two dancers together um, but the lyrics of the song make much more sense when you know like her what it's about what it's about um, but it's such a big deal that she was able to even write a song like about this and I'm glad that she like put it out there mm-hmm. for people to hear because it's an absolutely beautifully written song and the music video is very powerful. So it is. Um, I, th- I think Sonmi, like this album to me gave 
a lot of insight into just a lot of the themes that her music mm-hmm. dwells on. She talks a lot about like, I'm a good girl or like, I'm like, I'm, yes, I'm naughty, but I'm not that bad. Like it's all, it's like the struggle of her constantly trying to uphold an image that maybe she herself sees herself as. And I, I feel like I can mm-hmm. relate to that a lot where you see yourself as something, but it, it seems like people always claim to see you in a very different way. And that's very jarring. Um, <clears throat> because you like you yourself can be like, I- I'm not that bad of a person. Why do people seem to like make me out to be this horrendously awful person? But then you obviously in other times you're like, maybe I am, maybe all these people are seeing a different mm-hmm. side to me that is not great. Um, and-, and it's that struggle that I feel like runs deep, especially if in a relationship that seems to come up quite frequently, which just given in the the music mm-hmm. must have come up. Um, she talks even in this album specifically, she says the line, don't call me honey because I ain't going to be your sweet girl. Mm-hmm. And she says that in You Can't Sit With Us. And then she says a line very similar in another song. That's interesting. It's yeah. I think that too because like with with BPD there's like two sides to who you are too, right? Because it's the same thing cuz like it pulls BPD has some of the same characteristics as bipolar disorder too where like mm-hmm. bipolar is obviously characterized by two very distinct things, mania and mm-hmm. depression. So and it's it's like a slingshot back and forth, right? Between like you're going go, 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 and then you're curled up in bed, right? Right. So it's just, it's like two very different sides. It kind of reminds me a little bit, like what you were saying is, I don't know if, did you listen to Miley Cyrus's Used to Be Young, the song that she just recently released not too long ago? Yes. Yes, it's Right, because yes. she's talking about how she's changed, how she's not the same person that she was before because she used to be young. So a lot of the, the quick and fast decisions that she made like young is because she used to be young. She doesn't regret any of the choices that she made because they helped shape her into the person she is now. But I thought that was really interesting where it's like, like I've done all these things, but like I'm not who you think I am because people think that she hasn't grown up like in the case of Miley and she's, Mm -hmm. and she's like, but I have like, you think I haven't changed, but I have changed. Like I'm different, but it also doesn't matter what you think because all that really truly matters is who I think I am and the person that I become the person that I want to be. Yes. So yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed that discussion on a very serious topic. I think it's important. Mm -hmm. Um, And definitely go check out the album because the album as a whole really dives into this topic. I need to listen to the whole thing now personally. Yeah. It's great. Uh, on October 11th, Sunmi released the new digital single, Go or Stop. Uh, the single was released as part of a collaboration with DWG Kia. It's probably uh, maybe Kia. It's, I don't know. 
It's probably Kia. A League of Legends esports team who won the 2020 World Championship. Um, it's a great song. Uh, I was going to include it, but I just wanted to keep our playlist <laughs> regulated um, <it's laughs> a little bit. Short? What? But <laughs> As we're on an hour and a half of this episode. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> uh, but it's a great song. It's very in the realm of, I feel like, Lady Gaga, personally. Oh, like, in that style. Nice. It's cool. It's really good. Um, on June 8th, 2022, Sunmi's agency announced that she was preparing for her comeback, Heartburn. And on June 29th, that's when it came out. Sunmi travels through time and woos several lovers. All of her romantic endeavors end in heartbreak, however, as she loses all of her lovers to a fever that they contract after spending a night with her. I mean, I think that's alluding to more. It was it, it literally in the video, they show her like kiss them and then they immediately are like boiling. <laughs> but sure. Um there wasn't a ton of info, on, unfortunately, on like this song and the, her la- latest song, which is unfortunate. I kind of had to like draw out what I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I loved Heartburn when it came out. It was just something super different. It was something that no one else was really doing that summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it was super popular, which is really unfortunate. I think just j- just because it was so different right. and it was just for a very specific audience. Um, but she incorporated like these beautiful big fans into the choreography. Mm-hmm. She did a jump rope like choreography. Uh, she had the crazy bright long orange hair. It was just something that stood out to everything else. It was so different and it was so funny. Um, all her dance challenges were she would do with people. They'd make like a deadpan face while doing the little twirly. Yeah. <laughs> hip movement and it would just crack me up the way that everyone would just be so serious about it yeah (laughs) uh but what did you think of heartburn um i love the different like outfits that she had for every time frame that took place Mm -hmm. um i put oh yeehaw at one point because she came out with like a cowboy hat on um (laughs) she looked cute she did look really cute i love that whole outfit with like the white dress with the cowboy hat um I was like, is our girl a black widow or some sort of, like, femme fatale, like, thing going on? Because everybody kept dying every time they would, like, come with her. I know. Um, I was like, oh, they, it's so upsetting. They just keep dying. And I'm like, are you sure? It sounds kind of sense like she's murdering them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's more so supposed to be a metaphor. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So she's a femme fatale. She's just like, everybody meets her and then just immediately dies. I feel that. It's like, yeah, it's like she keeps she keeps trying to fall in love so desperately, but every time she does and every time she finally lets someone in, it's like they they get burnt out on her. I mean, she, I, I think that's what it's supposed to convey. Her beauty is way too blinding. I understand. Yeah. They kiss her and they're like, oh, I... I can die now. It was <laughs> for real. Like I don't need anything else. Um, there's a part where she's literally like in a fountain and she's jumping up and down. But one part she like holds her boobs when she jumps, and I felt that in my soul. <laughs> on a different, that was just on a personal note, and I'm like, yeah, girl, right? I get You're it. Like, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> um, I'm upset that this song wasn't that popular because it's very catchy. Not that it like. I mean, obviously the fans liked it a lot. Mm. It just. I think it was competing against other things that were just overshadowed it Boo. a bit. 
Sometimes you have to time your comebacks. You're like, ooh, this person's having a comeback. Maybe we'll wait. Yeah. Well, and it was, I don't know. It it made a huge splash in my my house, but. <laughs> you know what? That's all that matters. It, I don't know if it was. Exactly. That's all that exactly. So then ne- nearly a year, over a year later, uh, she came out very recently, uh, like a month ago, as of this recording, with Stranger as her 10th digital single. Uh, October 17th, it was released. And essentially, we have Sunmi's story character building a Frankenstein version of herself from a version of herself who dies from a lightning strike. But she forgets one bolt. Uh love the relatable look Sunmi gives at this moment <laughs> that that's what the person that was reviewing put okay uh which which leads the frankenstein version of herself to run away with the creepy guy in the woods <laughs> that's all it Sunmi. takes one bolt that's it like one loose yep. screw or whatever one loose screw and she's running away with the creepy guy in the forest <laughs> I'll remember that i'll remember that life lesson folks. Uh, life lesson Sunmi's story character follows them to get her creation back, which she does successfully, but the story gets out of hand with some comedic moments like the filming of the music video with the Frankenstein version of herself as the main star. Also, the mansion in the story ends up going up in flames, which prompts the pages that Sunmi wrote her story on to also catch on fire. But the story ends off heavy breathing from Sunmi's story's character and the pose struck by Frankenstein Sunmi which appears to be a play on the whole ending fairy pose that all of K-pop performances must end with nowadays. So like the video, like the video ends and she like poses as if she's doing an ending fairy. I love the heavy breathing thing. Cause it just reminds me <laughs> of like how it started with shiny. <laughs> so stupid. It's funny though. The, the fake heavy breathing where you're just like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure shiny is the one who started that. It was freaking key. Uh, the fake heavy breathing, maybe, but the actual ending fairy was someone who was just dancing and that's where it ended and it was a long shot on her. Yeah, the ending fairy thing has been around, yeah, for a while, but the heavy breathing thing, I feel like started with Key because it was like on him and he was just like, oh, (sighs) I'm really tired. (laughs) I worked so hard. Because usually everyone's like actually heavy breathing because they're they're trying to end they're trying to pose in a pretty way but they're also like like, like out of breath <laughs> <laughs> struggling they're like i gotta smile and look like i'm not gonna pass out in a minute here yeah um so for this i was like oh we're doing the sultry voice again Mm-hmm. Love it. Love the sultry vocals. I was like, she's making a sun me. I was like, but she forgot a piece. <laughs> um, yes. I was like, there's so much going on here. I was struggling to follow what was happening. Um, but also, I would like to watch some behind the scenes. Um, because they picked some creepy ass places to film this video in, which probably was very terrifying. Um the mansion that they were in was clearly... They probably filmed this in Europe, I feel like. I imagine. In England or something. Because the mansion... I don't... I went to some mansions while I was in England. Um, but it was... It had to be something out there because of, like, all the super ornate rooms and stuff like that. Like, giant mm-hmm. castles like that look like that in Europe. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
Uh, but also, like, there was that one where she's, like, running down the hallway and, like, the paint's peeling and it, like, looks really scary, like an abandoned house. I was like, I wish I could watch the behind the scenes of her, like, trying to run through there without getting scared. <laughs> Honestly. It was super creepy. We need you to run down this really creepy dark hall. I'd be like, uh, <laughs> do I have to? Is this haunted? Like, what? <laughs> Uh, what did you think of like the song? It was interesting. It was definitely a little bit. It was super interesting. It was definitely a little bit different from her, mm-hmm. but I liked it because it, she's really all about like kind of like she sticks really close to like her style of pop music, right? Where it's still like the lyrics are very like it's a happy song, but it's also like kind of sad at the same time with all the metaphors and the cynicism in it. Um. But also, like, she's not shy about trying different things. And I think this is one of the songs that she definitely was, like, trying something different, um, mm-hmm. which I liked. Um, I don't I don't I won't say that this is my favorite song of hers, but I really did enjoy yeah. it. Like, I thought it was um, just overall really good. I would agree. The first time I heard it, I was like, oh, this is some next level mm-hmm. by Espa like switching kind of style like yeah because <laughs> it just hard shifts multiple times um but the more i listened to it the more i was like okay like i kind of don't mind it it's different um i love the video mm-hmm. obviously uh funny enough when i was doing all this research she works with a producer uh i don't remember their name starts with f but she works with them quite a lot especially in the middle of her solo career um and she kind of took a break from working with them towards the end and then this is where they kind of reunite again so i found it interesting that this was a a song that she worked on with a producer she's worked on a lot of projects with but yet it sounded so different so it was almost as if she like went to them and was like hey like let's get back together and try something different yeah so I like that. Um, I agree. I think there's definitely songs that I like a lot more, but this song definitely grew on me and it's got that creepy Halloween vibe. So it would definitely go in a playlist of creepy Halloween music videos for me. Creepy Halloween vibe songs. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Cool. Well, I'm glad you got to get to know Sun Me with me. Um, I had been waiting for an excuse to to like deep dive on some of her stuff. Mm-hmm. So this was a lot of fun for me. I uh, hope you all enjoyed it as well. Did you have an absolute favorite? Like I think I know, but um, I think you might have said it already, but Tail for sure. Mm-hmm. Um Also, heroin I really liked a lot, and siren. Mm. Um, but if I had to put like two songs, like two probably like ones that are like what do you call it? Um, tied for me, uh, I would put borderline and tail together are two of my favorite songs that she's done. For sure, they're very different, but. Love. Yes, they're <laughs> very different vibes. Very different, but very um, good. But they're both beautifully done in in both ways. Like super sexy, very vulnerable. So 
I really like her. She's really, really good. Yeah, she's a very unique soloist. I really enjoyed getting to know more of her older music as well. This was a lot of fun. All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to wrap up this week, wrap up this week's episode of You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop. The show notes for this episode and every episode can be found on our website, anchor.fm slash Podcast. Feel free to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram by using the handle at lovingkpoppod. If you would like to enjoy extra content, please consider subscribing to our Patreon. Just visit patreon.com and search You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop. We also offer the same subscription option on Spotify for podcasters. Please check our show notes for more details. And you can also email us at lovingkpoppod at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and basically every other podcast app. And be sure to stay tuned to the end of the episode for a promo from all the shows on the geek to geek Media Network. And don't forget to visit geek to geekmediacom to find out more info on all of our network's podcast streamers and bloggers. And until next time, bye. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like video games, Star Wars, comics, movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time, and we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu.